Welcome to the GMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I have to apologize. This is a late episode. I I understand that for the longest time, the episodes have been uploaded consistently on Sundays, but I just couldn't get around to it. Uh, Why? Well, because we recently had a pretty big event, the GMS Podcast Art Show that just happened on Saturday. And I want to thank everybody who came out. It was a great show. Big thank you again to Local Color for hosting it. Another big thank you to the Awesome Foundation for giving us the grant to do it. And uh, I got to give, again, mad props to Donna Steelman, the event coordinator. And uh, I think overall it it came together. All the artists got there and we had the Q&A panel and it went great. So thank you, everybody. And I it just, uh, it was such a long, long day that day. And uh, I really needed Sunday to recover. And I, I didn't get around to put in this episode that we're, you're listening to now. Um, so I apologize. My bad. I, I dropped the ball. Uh, I hope it won't happen again anytime soon. I, I apologize. But, but you're here, and you're here, you're wondering, all right. What's going on? Well, we got plenty going on today. We have a going viral segment with Chase Doherty on a controversial subject. And then uh, we have a a returning guest, the great filmmaker Jonathan Olivo. He's a good friend of mine uh, back from college. And he stopped by and we we talked about a variety of things. And uh, he has some great stuff happening. But again, before we do all that, just a friendly reminder to please subscribe to the GMS Podcast if you have not already on Facebook, Facebook, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and Google Play, plus any other apps that you catch a podcast on. I'm pretty sure we are there. If not, let me know. One way you can let me know is by emailing me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the website, jmspodcast.com. And uh, you can support the podcast in more ways than you think. For one, you could definitely donate on the JMS Podcast Patreon website. Uh, you just go over there and you search for the JMS Podcast on the website and sure we are, we're there with some great rewards and any, anything helps. I mean, if you only want to pitch in a dollar a month, that helps, it goes a long way. The highest someone could donate is 15 bucks a month and uh, I, I think there's pretty cool perks that comes with it. So check it out. Go check it out. All right, uh, I'm recording this pretty late, so let's get this over with. Uh, and let's go straight to the going viral segment. On this episode, me and Chis Doherty, we discussed the recent um, tragedy that happened in the Parkland High School. And, um, I, I mean, it's a very heated debate on a national level. But even here at the podcast studio, it, it, it kind of got a little heated. And uh, I just hopefully people find it insightful. And also keep in mind that these opinions are purely of mine and Chase Doherty's. Alright, so let's uh, head on over to Going Viral. Welcome to another Going Viral with Chase Doherty. <laughs> How's it going, Chase? 
It's going good, Jorge. How, how are you doing? I'm all right, but you're doing pretty good. Before we start, I want to mention to the listeners yeah. that lately you got interviewed for like a blog. What is it? Uh, yeah, the Bay Area Creative Collective. Yeah, what's yeah. that about? Nice. It's um, it's a website uh, that's dedicated to uh, the Bay Area for uh, uh, you know, creative uh, creative artists, uh-huh. um, and then just also you know, scenes where you could go, you know, places in the Bay Area where you can go and explore where uh, music and uh, the arts are happening in the Bay Area. And every month they have uh, they have an artist of the month. And uh, I was selected to be the artist of the month. Well, so, man, congrats. Yeah. And you gave us a nice shout-out Yes, the Jim's absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. absolutely. So, so thank you for that. But there you go. congrats, man. Thank you. You're being recognized on the Bay Area. Thank you. Thank Sweet you. Sweet stuff. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Let's, let's get to the stuff. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about... Oh man, um, we are talking about the Parkland school shooting and uh, gun control debate that's been happening. Uh, yeah, that lately. thing that really caught fire. I yeah. mean, I mean, it, it's such a tragedy what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what's different now than uh, previous mm-hmm. uh, shootings, mass shootings, is that the youth are really, you know, a- adding momentum to the gun control debate. To to levels that I don't think anybody has really seen before. I mean, they're having like as of this recording, they're currently yeah. having sit-ins at, in the uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. areas, and and yeah. it's and it's, I mean, it's great, but then again, it's unfortunate that it had that it had to come to this, and it, it took a, another tragedy like this for yeah this yeah. these kind of conversations to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it really shows you how far social media has come. And I mean, in our in our society, and how powerful uh, tool that is uh, in order to get people together to talk about uh, a common, uh, you know, well, I wouldn't say a common. It's kind of sad to say if like that's commonplace in our society, but you know, just about like a particular event that like you know struck the hearts of um, you know people that have been affected by it, uh, and then also like the millions of people that had to. Uh, watch it and experience over you know television and um, just how how it's been exposed and how much traction it's gotten mm-hmm. uh, it, it's crazy how, how far times have gone I mean it used to just be I mean these shootings would just be on the local news and then maybe just make like a national headline um, every once in a while um, but now I mean it, it's just it's just carried so much more mo- momentum and you know more discussion is brought about it to where you know, it's just, it doesn't really seem to, it's going to be kind of one of those things where there's no really, there's no real end to the particular debate on like, you know, what, what should we do next? Cause mm-hmm. it's crazy, uh, how, uh, you know, the gun control and the government has, has gotten involved, um, you know, w- with this particular tragedy and just, just seeing how passionate these kids are. Uh, about about the this particular issue and now uh, you know kids that have been directly affected by it but also uh kids who aren't affected by it but could have potential you know to have it well, happen. I think at this point like and it, it's it's everybody feels vulnerable. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody who's currently going to school whether mm-hmm. it's high school or middle school feels vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think even here in the South Bay in, in the uh San Jose area there've been lots of uh, of you know Threats of shootings mm-hmm. in multiple schools, including San Jose State University. Yeah, that recently just happened. That's crazy. So obviously, you know, some fuckers are taking advantage of this tragedy to you mm-hmm. know pull some bullshit like that. Yeah, but I think 
the kids are, are feeling really vulnerable and I can't blame them. I can't blame them for that. And I think, um, what, what happened here? What happened at Parkland? Uh, and why, how do we lead up to this where it's such a huge, huge topic now in, mm-hmm. in social media? Yeah. So, I mean, what happened on uh, February 14th? Sad that it happened. It had to happen on a Valentine's Day. Um, you know, uh, at Stoneman Douglas uh, High School in Parkland, Florida, a uh, school shooting occurred, uh, resulting in 17 deaths and 17 injured. Um, the shooter was identified as Nicholas Jacob Cruz, a 19-year-old uh, who was a former student there. So, Oh, so he was not currently going to school? No, he was a former former student. He graduated or he dropped out? <clears throat> graduated. Oh, okay. Graduated. Graduated. And I really... You know when uh, when we're when we're talking about this earlier, as far as you know what to talk about next, um, as things started to unravel, what I really want to focus on in this particular topic is I don't want to bring light to the shooter, but I think it's it's a good topic point to kind of start at. I mean, this kid wasn't <clears throat> this kid was a shooter in the making. Basically, I mean, it's it's really sad to 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 see what's happening and, and to kind of give everybody kind of some background on this as far as 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 who the shooter was. I mean, he he didn't really have a lot of advantages growing up. I mean, he was adopted at birth, and you know, when you don't have both your parents growing up, I mean, your your life is already going to be hard. You you have no idea who your biological parents were. You never met them before, um, and then also both of his adopted parents. Uh, passed away uh, between 2004 to 2017. So his father was the first to go. He died of um, some some sort of disease and complication. And then uh, his mom passed away in 2017, actually late part of 2017, I want to say, according to sources, is around like uh, October, November. So just a few months prior to all this happening. You know, when when you don't have family, uh, when you don't have... Um, when both your adopted parents are passed, I mean, I mean, life is already pretty hard. Uh, but also, he showed patterns that were disturbing and unusual. I mean, throughout his entire like middle school, um, middle school and high school. I mean, he's uh, he's always like threatened teachers and students. Um, he's had to transfer to multiple schools within short time periods. Um, he was sent to school um, that focused on children with like mental and emotional disabilities. He was also diagnosed at one point with ADHD, depression, and autism as well, too. Um, uh, He also um, had prior uh, mental health treatment, uh, but later was reassessed and reevaluated as no longer having uh, those kinds of symptoms. Um, And, you know, all these kinds of things, man, I mean, you start to kind of build it and add it all together. I mean, this... This kid, I mean, could have just had some, you know, potential going on. And, I mean, also with the social media following that he had, I mean, um, he was part of groups that focused on anti-gay, black, Hispanic groups. He was very active and a part of that. Uh, He also, um, you know, he had, like, multiple Snapchat posts. uh, One that evolved, like, um, you know, spoke out about planning on buying a gun and uh, also cutting himself as well too um he also posted a comment on youtube back in 2016 um you know that caught a lot of traction as well too after the shooting occurred um where someone identified 
uh, where it was actually Nicholas was a YouTube user at one point in time, but he had said, and I quote, um, I'm going to be a professional school shooter someday, which is already pretty scary, you know, considering the timeline and everything like that. And the fact that he had a lot of people so in his it's, life. It's not so much that he snapped. It was already a premeditated uh, decision on his yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah, and that and the scary thing is, I mean, there were a lot of people around him, you know, that uh, that knew him not not so much like friends or anything like that at all, but like people knew who he was, and then just kind of decided just to kind of keep it under under the rug. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, what, what can you do as an acquaintance? You can't really do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's bad that as as from a from a young age, he had to deal with a lot of yeah a lot of shit. I mm-hmm. get that. But at the end of the day, a very disturbed young man got a hold of an assault rifle and went to school and shot people up. Yeah. And that is, and it looks like, like you said, he had a history. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did this young man get a hold of an assault rifle, knowing his background, his views, his very uh, racist views? And it, for me, I am both really frustrated at this idea that people are still are still not willing to talk about at least some common sense of gun control. I mean as far as gu- I mean as far as like gun control goes, I mean I mean we talk about common sense. Um I mean I, I just described, you know, the basic the profile of the shooter and I mean anyone would say like wow that how how did that person get a gun? Um you know it's I mean, I, I open it up to anybody because I sometimes kind of think at night, um, you know, just when I'm when I'm just by myself or also when I'm watching the news as well, too, when when that topic is coming up and, you know, the these passionate kids, you know, that had something tragic happen to them are, are talking about gun control. But like, where do you where do you start the conversation? Like, how do you um, I mean, we all talk about that something needs to be done, but nothing you're not going to satisfy satisfy both sides and i mean i I would i wish i could tell you tonight like as far as like a solution that i would have but i i don't i don't know where where to begin because you know you take the other side of people that are very um anti-gun control pro second amendment really hardcore conservative and you talk about some kind of like gun control or gun reform Mm -hmm. they lose their shit and i don't i don't i don't know i don't know if they're i mean it's interesting to see like if there ends up being like a compromise and you know it's sad to say that like tragedies like this that need to happen to be able to to have a conversation i feel confident that the current momentum that's happening right now especially Mm -hmm. with this youth will bring to some change. I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I think there's something different happening now. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, these were teenagers who were shot. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to Sandy Hook, where literally little children got shot up. Yeah. And even then, the NRA didn't give a shit. Even then, you know, these, these uh, you know, right-wing yeah. people did not give a fuck about these young kids. Yeah. That's where it's like, all right. If they mm-hmm. don't give a shit for young children yeah, who are like five-year-olds... Yeah. Of course they're not going to give a shit for people who are at a concert. Of course they're not going to give a shit for these high schoolers who who are going to high school. And another one that happened and in I Florida think, as well, too, in that club. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the thing. I think what you mentioned is here is that people are in their bubbles. 
mm-hmm. not just the right, but also the left. You know, there's some things that, you know, they, they're in these bubbles where the minute you go against, supposedly against their values, they mm-hmm. just rather start arguing instead of talking and figure yeah, shit out. exactly. And I think that's a byproduct, maybe, I feel, in my opinion, yeah. to this social media environment that we are in. Mm-hmm. Where you, you, you choose, not exactly you choose, but it's more like, uh, wh- you simplify. You simplify you, the you, points. Yeah, you generalize. Yeah, and you, you're not really getting through what the other person's really trying to say. So, yeah. because like you said, the minute you mentioned gun control, they flip their shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, instead of like, well, you know, where can we meet? Yeah. Like, where can we meet to make sure this doesn't not just happen again? But it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Sure, if people want to purchase guns, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. If it's for hunting and protection, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a lot of people who are not just mentally unstable, but have a history of violence and still getting access to these guns, yeah. then I say there's a fucking problem. Yeah. And people yeah. are, and that's the re- the thing. People are not acknowledging that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not so much that the guns are the problem; it's the access to these guns that's the problem. Yeah. We're always we're, we're the system that's in place right now is we're always trying to work towards something to decrease the probability of something happening. I guess I'm only just presenting the point to where you know what's happened to these kids if you present something that's going to decrease the probability I don't think that they're going to be okay with that and and not to say that I necessarily you know, uh, agree because I, I don't think that there's going to be... I, I look at gun control as kind of like the war on drugs. Um, I don't think that there is, you know, an end-all, be-all solution to it. And ultimately what I think, you know, is... I don't even know about having um, the town hall meeting that CNN pulled off with, with Rubio. I don't even think that was timed correctly. I think that needed to take place... Um, at least two months later, at least like mid-April, um, you know, because it just, I think it turned into, it could have been a great conversation, I felt, but it just turned into a bunch of booze and a bunch of arguing, and it just, it didn't leave anything productive, you know, well, in my mind when I watched it. I felt there was something productive to it, and, and, and I think finding out how people are talking about it Mm-hmm. And how Rubio was the only guy, the only person who came out. That's admirable of him. I will say that props to Rubio for coming out and doing. There should have been a lot more politicians where he was standing. Mm-hmm. And having that lady from the the uh, the fucking uh, the rifle national the national NRA fucking national revolution. Um, yeah, I think that town hall meeting showed where people were at. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really showed how the NRI was going to spend this. I think um, I'm, I'm for the town hall meeting. I'm happy that happened because I think you. I felt you learned a lot of how people are going to approach this. It mm-hmm. really set, set up a, a, a sense of... Uh, set the tone? It set the tone. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, I mean, I don't know why you're disagreeing with it necessarily. I mean... Uh, I guess just the... the the bigger picture because I mean the kids they talk about a solution and the solution is to um, to you know have the other side of stricter gun laws to make sure that this tragedy doesn't why are you so pessimistic against that I'm stance not... 
Well, I guess, I guess what I'm asking for is, you say, let's have stricter gun laws so like something like this doesn't ever happen again, and then I ask you, what's your solution? I, I offered their solution, a a a a. Uh... A more but uh, but the, the kids. I want to know what what these fucking. They're kids, man. Why are you expecting a solution from these kids? It's not their responsibility to come up with a solution. So I don't know why you're hanging it hanging it on them. I think the bigger picture here is that Parkland High School is could have been your high school. It could have been the high school down the street. It could have yeah. been anywhere. Could have could have been even in California where California has the strictest gun control. Uh, even there, shootings, and I'm not. I'm not just talking about mass shootings either. I mean, shootings happen in the hood. Schools mm-hmm. are in the hood yeah. as well. That's also an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what I, what really really pisses me off about the you know these kind of situations is how the other side spin this, how the RNA saying although although mm-hmm. these kids died, mm-hmm. there should be no changes to the gun laws. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be changes. I'm just saying, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm really at the point where I'm just like, what? I have, I, I have my hands up. I'm just like, what is the solution? Because I, I don't have one. I, I, I really don't, man. I, I, I look at this and I'm just like, I, it's gonna come down. It's really what the reality of it is is that it's gonna come down to a vote, and I don't know what it's gonna take. For the other side, that is pro gun, pro Second Amendment, to kind of meet somewhere to where like, oh shit, like this is this is real. Like I, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I guess I just I look at it from a perspective. I I want to have hope. I really do. I really want to like live in a. I want to live in a world, and I thought that we did to where, um, you know, these tra- tragedies like this wouldn't happen or if they they did they were really like an anomaly like what happened and uh you know what happened in colorado in the late 90s uh you know with with those with those two kids um but but i mean it's it's becoming you know more and more commonplace um you know with with these with these mass shootings going on so chase yeah chase. we had a mass shooting in the past five ten years alone in a, a elementary school yeah in a high school yeah. in a concert yeah in a theater Aurora yeah, yeah. a club yeah. at a club yeah 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 in different parts of the United States yeah absolutely what's the common thing here is that the mo- mo- almost all of those use the same gun the AR-15 assault rifle yeah yeah that that's why I say the solution is the access of these ma- machine guns? Okay, you know, because it, 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 it's. It, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Okay, is that I, I think right now this momentum these kids have built on social media, yeah, in the news, I, I I'm confident and optimistic that it'll bring some change. And keep in mind for those who are like, oh, this is a solution to take away guns. No. But maybe, maybe it's not all guns. Maybe it's specifically assault rifles, a a harder way mm-hmm. of like you know of having people purchasing them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through extensive training, whether it's extensive, 
you know, background checking, mm-hmm. maybe just for the assault rifles alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pistols could be the same, shotguns could be the same as they usually yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I get that. I guess. And, and yeah. And I think right now we're in a culture where people just don't give a fuck. Mm. People yeah. are not giving fuck. Uh, and especially the people who have the power to give a fuck and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I'm sorry, Chase. I'm, maybe I'm overdoing it for you. This is your segment. I understand. You can no, make no, no, your no, point. no, 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 no. But I, but but I do think this is a very sensitive, important um, uh, discussion that needs to be made, not just between us, but uh, you know, people in general. Where it's like, yeah, it's not so much I'm trying to take away your guns. It's not so much that no, no, anybody no, yeah. is trying to do harm to you or your values. Uh huh. But what overall is best for the country overall? Yeah, I guess more or less my approach would just be um, just a just a focus on mental health. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I look at this kid, man, and I'm just I mean, he's no longer a kid. I mean, he's he's an adult. But but here's the thing about yeah. mental health. Yes, by far it is an important issue that a lot of agencies are ignoring. Mental health. Mhm. But the mental health varies. Not just in different how different states view mm-hmm. somebody as mentally unstable, but how you know the different doctors view people as mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. I I think the 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 people mental illness is a whole different discussion to be had, and a very much more complicated discussion to be had, mm-hmm. and that it, it just varies. Yeah, I, I mean it, it, yeah. it's like you. You know, one doctor might think someone's mentally unstable, and the other doctor might might think maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And and certain states make it harder for some you know institutions to determine if somebody is mentally unsta- unfit mm-hmm. to be part of society. Yeah, 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 man. Did, I mean, did, yeah. did, the, did the shooter have a hard youth? Yes, I get it. Yeah. But is that an excuse is for him it? to do what he did? Oh no, of course no, not. God no, God no, 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 no. It's it's not. But I don't know. I guess I guess I just I, I just think differently as far as, um, you know, I I, I don't really. I just I want to use you know more kind of like logic and just kind of have have it to be thought out rather than just kind of going into a fight just like all emotions and like all all might. You know, I, I felt like these kids, you know, and the family members you know needed some time to and and, and again i think you're you're i feel you're 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 going to them for this idea of logic and so you shouldn't why why chase aren't you asking this to 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 the politicians why why aren't you asking these questions of like what is your solution i get your passion but you're offering no solutions why don't you you know direct that towards the people in power in government or even organizations like nra because the NRA has plenty of passion when it comes to protecting their fucking shit. Yeah. But they ain't doing they shit. Do. They're, not, they're not offering any solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wh- why are you giving this to, like, having, like, oh, these kids are doing this, but, you know, it, it's not going anywhere, or it's... I, I, I don't understand your point. Yeah, I don't want to get too far. I'll have you your, have your, your last closing thought. But, wow. but my question to you, man, is that, uh, you know, it's like... Why are you expecting so much from the victims who are are not even adults yet, mm-hmm. and not expecting the same 
from people like Mark Rubio or or like people or organizations like the NRA? Wow. Uh, I feel like you're holding back on something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not holding back on anything. I just feel like I I don't know if I'm trying to, but I, I guess when I just felt like the people are in attack mode on the government. They expect an answer. Government doesn't have answer. So... If government doesn't have answer and you elect these government officials to have the answer and you're not satisfied with what's being done, you're angry, you're, you wish that we lived in a better society. So I guess I ask you if it's a fair question to ask, despite timing um what's your solution what's your answer what's what what do you think what do you think should be the answer to all this you're outraged by the current system you're outraged by the current laws that are in place so what's your solution and i i I don't i don't think that's if that paints me as some kind of you know, villain, I really hope it doesn't, but I think it's a pretty fair question to ask. If you're going to be pissed, I mean, we don't even have to just apply it to this. But if you're going to be pissed off at somebody in general and feel like that they're not doing something right, or they feel like they should be doing something better or in a different way, then, then you do it. You figure it out. You tell me what the right, you tell me what I should do. And that's how I felt like when I was watching that, that that's like the tone that it presented, not for the entirety of the town hall meeting, but I felt like there were certain portions of it. And I don't expect these kids to have the answer, but I do feel like, you know, when, when you're passionate about something, and you care about something and you want something to be done um, and someone hands you the mic and says hey tell me what needs to be done you know I mean if you're gonna be if you're gonna have this outcry about how fucked up society is I mean have have something have something I mean even even if it's not your best have something I guess I guess I just, um, I don't know, I, for my approach at least, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even know where I'm at with it. I don't even have a solution. I don't even have a solution for all this. So um, I guess I guess that's just my, but I don't, again, I don't expect it for these kids, but I, I guess I, I would expect it, I guess, more or less for, um, for, for the adults. Um, I guess just let's, uh, let's, let's come together and think of something. You know, let's not be against the officials. Let's come together and find a solution. That's that's really the 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 end of it all. Have 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 some thoughts. So, um, but yeah. So those those are those, that that's my final. Those are my final thoughts. There. This is like the longest uh, longest segment I think we've. Uh, 
I'm I'm done. To, I'm, I'm done. to cut it down to me. <laughs> but 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 Chase, yeah. th- thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thank you, Jorge. Appreciate it, man. Please email me at jmspodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think about this recent uh, gun control debate. And how did you feel about our, my conversation with Chase Doherty? Do you feel uh, we were both being fair? I would love to hear about it. Once again, at jmspodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's head on over to the main guest of the week, and that is Jonathan Olivo. I got to warn you guys uh, that we are going to talk about a couple movies and there will be a lot of spoilers. Uh, the I guess the biggest thing is we're going to be talking about Cloverfield, the latest Cloverfield film. Uh, it's called Cloverfield Paradox. And later on, we talk about Annihilation as well, the recent film by Natalie Portman. So if you do, have not seen those movies and you actually do care if things get spoiled, well, keep that in mind. Uh, but without much further ado, let's on, head on over and let's go see what Jonathan Olivo has been up to lately. I feel like I always sound like a little boy. Some little boys have deep voices. <laughs> well, like after puberty, of course. Well, that, you never seen that before? No. You never heard somebody? Have you gone to the flea market in San Jose? Of course. And sometimes you get, you get the little kids, you know, trying to sell fruit and stuff or candy. Okay. And and uh, I think one, one time I heard one of them may have a deep voice. Nice. <laughs> 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 I'm not bullshitting. Oh. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay. We're recording. Um, for the listeners, uh, th- this is John Olivo. He is back. He's he's a um, uh, great filmmaker, great friend, and um, I guess you said you just came in to be on here again. Yes, that's the only reason. Um, I I saw you on. Uh, I see you on Facebook quite a bit. You, all the posts that you put. I don't really post much on Facebook well, as much. From the JMS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. I always see that, and I'm like, man, I want to go back because that was. That was a fun time last time, and I want to come back. And <laughs> you're the first, you're the first guest coming back. Really? And, and, and uh, no, no, you're not, you're not the first coming back. But you're the first one to be like, "This was fun." Yeah, it was so fun. I, I'm happy. It was a fun uh, opportunity uh, experience for you. Yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't it wasn't weird like like it's about to be right now. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think I think my excuse was um, was <laughs> a new Cloverfield came out, and you asked me how it was, and I was like. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you on the podcast. But here's the thing, though. What, what, what we're about to do right now yeah. is a very dangerous thing. Oh, no. Uh, because it looks like this uh, latest Cloverfield film yeah. is causing, I wouldn't exactly say controversy, but a lot of backlash. Yeah. Because, uh, honestly, after you know, after the Super Bowl thing happened, I was got excited. I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait, I, I recognize this footage, right?" Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Cloverfield Paradox yeah. right after the game. I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I go, so I go watch it. I, I, you know, before we get to the talk, but you know, yeah. Briefly, I, I did enjoy the movie. I go back to the internet. Everybody's shitting on it. Everybody's hating on it. Yeah. And any mention that anybody likes this movie, they they instantly like like fucking attack them online. Yeah. 
So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't really tell people I like this movie. <laughs> I kind of felt... Oh. <laughs> right? Did you get that feeling? Um, uh, yes and... Well, uh, no. No, I did not. Only because... Uh, if I if I can before we get into the spoilers and everything, mm-hmm. uh, there's a subreddit that I go to. It's the Clover Cloververse for the Cloverfield movies, and there it's it's pretty. Uh, you know, I'd say seventy thirty or seventy percent of people enjoy it for what it is, and thirty percent are like, no, this is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those thirty percent are very vocal. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. So let's start off with like what Cloverfield mean to us. Okay, do you would you like to begin or? or? No, you're the guest oh, no. here. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so so let me let let me take you. Let me take you back to 2007. Okay, I was 17. And I was. We were still in high school. I was 14. You were 14. Uh, yes. And no. We were in high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah Not yeah, the yes, same high school. Yes. No, I was 11. What? I, I don't know. What year were you born? 94. No, no, no. You were you were four years behind, so you would have been 13. Okay. Yes. I'm old. Okay, so I was 13. And <laughs> I remember going to see Transformers at the Capitol Drive-In with my dad. Mm-hmm. And the, they showed the trailer for it. And if you remember the trailer, it didn't have a title at the end. It just said 11808. Right. And that that's like when it all started. And, you know, I went home and everyone was like putting their theories online as to what it was. A lot of people thought it was a Power Rangers movie. A lot of people thought it was a Voltron. And then... um that's when it all started and I remember the day I saw it uh, I saw it twice I saw it one day then I saw it the next day after with my dad and it was just it was just so fun you know mm-hmm. it's just such a good movie well the thing is it's one of those early found footage movies too yeah and we never at the time seen a movie like that where it's found footage and it's a monster flick at the same time right 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 and again I think the greatest thing about it was the marketing ploy uh, of, of like you don't know what it was and it, and it wouldn't even tell you and then it had like a random name like Cloverfield mm-hmm. and it, it was like oh what is this what is this yeah. what is this and then you go see it and you're like holy shit this is pretty awesome yeah 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 right yeah. like nothing was given away it was like and, and then <laughs> and then even after the movie there's like more mystery of like alright like what did this mean and what yeah. did that mean and stuff like that and yeah exactly and if uh, were you a fan of the ARG at all did you follow it what is that so each Cloverfield movie that comes out, there's an alternate reality game online. I had no idea. For sure. So for the first one was pretty cool and pretty fun. I didn't follow it too much, but I was very. I'd watch people do it. And to explain it really quickly, what it is is basically um, Paramount um, releases clues online and little puzzles that people have to figure out that give them insights into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like when Ten Cloverfield Lane came out like two years ago, they it got so insane that they dropped a package. Uh, underground like in a forest in like Arkansas and they were like hey go find it and, no yeah. did they and one of when we all on Reddit were like hey who lives closest to that and someone did they found it they found a cell phone in it and in it was John Goodman's voice from the movie um, recorded okay that's that's too far I don't yeah. know I don't know what the hell <laughs> I, I think that's feeding into the whole the whole uh, nerd aspect of it yeah okay if you enjoyed it I guess <laughs> what that's the coolest thing I feel. I mean, it's like, oh, 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 yeah. don't worry. It's just the uh, the the. Oh, I thought I farted. The, the recording is fine, oh, okay. and, and if you farted, I think you're fine. Okay, I think we're okay. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, is that I guess that's the element this film had was you just the experience of it didn't stop at the movies. You know, you could right. go home, you do research, and you yeah. could 
community like uh, collaborate with others, trying to figure puzzles out essentially. Exactly. So it's kind of like a scavenger hunt kind of feel to it. Exactly. Me personally, I didn't get into that. I was just into the whole film thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, and you mentioned Cloverfield Lane came out, uh-huh. which was which which I think was a bit of a surprise too, because it it came out like a, the. The trailer for it came out like a month before exactly. it was screened. Yeah, it came out in late January, uh, the trailer, and then the movie came out in March. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and with Chlorophyll Lane, I got mixed mixed feelings. Interesting. Yeah. Because I was thrown off at the end. Uh, for, the, oh. for the majority of the film, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very suspenseful, and it's kind of... And then at the end, where they introduced like a whole different type of species that has invaded the world... <laughs> right. That's not the same as a Chlorophyll monster. I'm like, oh, all right, what the fuck? Come on. Like... Yeah, well, you know, with with that a uh, spoiler alert, is uh is I was okay with that because that movie took place, you know, a few years after the first one, and you can indicate that by her cell phone that she used Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But they also never referenced the monster. You know, no one was like, "Hey, man, remember that monster that killed everyone?" You know, right? Five years ago. So I was okay with that because I was well. Because, you know, we had to explain that somehow. Like, clearly something's going on here. Maybe it's a different universe. No, but here's the thing. With that, putting those things together at the time, mm-hmm. you would assume, okay, so it's an alien invasion, and I guess the first form of attack was putting out these huge monsters. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I used to think. Yeah. Okay. Now, with the latest installment, Cloverfield Paradox, okay. <laughs> it kind of throws all that shit out. Maybe not out the window, but it definitely adds a higher uh, factor into it. Yeah. So, Clearfield Paradox, uh, first greatest thing about it, it was released on Netflix. Yes. So, I didn't have to go spend extra money to the movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I hate going to movies where there's a lot of people. Oh, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite things and one of the worst things, I feel. Yeah. I love the audience reactions. Whenever I go see the new Star Wars movies, I love having audience clap and cheer and everything. But it also gives me just weird anxiety, I feel. Or just weird... I don't like being too... Do, do you have a social anxiety? No. I just don't... I don't know. Just... Groups, people. Uh, I don't know, but I know what you're saying about about uh, someone's ba- someone's baby's crying. Exactly. Somebody, somebody's talking. Someone's brushing my hair. So, <laughs> somebody spills my popcorn, which yeah. happened at Black Panther. I shouldn't say anxiety. And, 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 it just makes me nervous. Yeah, it makes me anxiety. Sure. I don't know. All right. So, Chlorophyll Paradox, <laughs> and pretty much, I enjoyed the film very much. Although I do understand that there were certain things that didn't that. On the surface, does not make sense. Like it left me with a lot of questions. Totally, especially with the smaller details that they, they had in it. Uh, uh, you know, for, for one example, is the hand. You know, the hand being uh, cut off from the guy and having a mind of its own. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of it is that in, in Clover Paradox, they they had this uh, huge uh, collider, right? Yeah, a particle collider. Yeah, a particle collider in space, uh-huh. and the idea is is to create fuel. Uh, <laughs> to, Right? Yes. To create fuel for the world because yeah. they're, they're running out of it. Correct. And they do it and they end up, you know, bending uh, the fabric of space, time, and reality. Yes. And they go to an alternate universe. Exactly. And so it gives the idea that this Cloverfield monster uh, is it, just part of... It happened, but it happened in an alternative universe. Right, exactly. And the reason why all of these... Monsters are now coming out into the... You know, why you had aliens in the second one and the mon- Cloverfield monster in the first one is because uh, it opens up dimensions on Earth, basically, for these creatures to come out. Similar to, like, The Mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually like that movie, too. People hated That's that movie. That's a great movie. That's right. Yeah. Am I kidding? Like, yeah. like, like everybody I, I met 
when that came out, hated it because of the end. But I loved it. That's the best ending. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's why, that's why I fuck with you, man. Okay. You get it. Okay. You get it. We're shaking hands right now for people that... We can shake hands. In okay. per- You're not that far. There okay. we go. We Thank just you. shook our hands. Okay. Um, did, did, did you uh, wash your hands, I hope? Um, that's okay. Thursday oh. I did, yes. <laughs> so, Claire Free Paradox, what's your take on it? So, I uh, I remember... I saw the, I saw, I saw the, uh, the trailer on uh, Super Bowl, and I freaked out, and I was texting everybody... Uh, that it was coming, no one cared, and uh, my girlfriend cared. She she's not a Cloverfield fan, but she was happy for me that I was excited. Oh, and that's cute. <laughs> I uh, I so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it, and I watched it split up. So I watched it on my phone, watched it a little bit at work the next day. Then you couldn't watch it one sitting. No, um, because I was busy that night. Mm, okay. Yeah, but um, so I watched I watched it split up, and at the end I was uh, quite disappointed, but. Here's 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 just just in the simplest terms why I was is because I felt like so the way that these that these movies are designed um, especially the second one and the third one is that J.J. Abrams often gets a script that's not finished or I'm sorry a script that's already that's an original idea mm-hmm. and then sometimes he plants Cloverfield on top of it and changes it a little bit it worked great for Ten Cloverfield Lane I think it was originally called Valencia mm-hmm. um, uh, and then the Cellar or vice versa and. Uh, it was uh, it was it wasn't about Cloverfield monsters. It was just about you know being trapped under there, under that cellar that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is, and uh, that movie you know I thought turned out great. And I was like you know I heard this movie was originally called God Particle, which has been on the shelves for a while. Um, they didn't release it for a while. I'm so, I don't know the gentleman's name, but uh, he's the uh, the astronaut in the movie, um, the African American one that he he says oh, yeah yeah and he. He played uh, MLK, didn't he? Yeah, he played MLK. I yeah. don't know his name. He has a weird name. I'm not going to try to pronounce. Yeah. I'm going to fuck it up. Great actor, though. But he uh, he was on Conan like a year ago, and Conan was like, yeah, so you have this movie called God Particle coming out. And he was like, yeah, it's a great movie. That's the last we've heard of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, so when this came out, you know, we, we kind of knew that they that the stu- that uh, Bad Robot basically bought the script, bought the movie, I, I'm assuming, and then filmed scenes to make it a Cloverfield movie. And the reason why I say that is because uh, the way it's cut, especially uh, with, you know, with the cutbacks to her husband on Earth and, you know, trying to save that little girl, those you can kind of tell are are shot later when they were like, hey, we need a we need a B plot to connect this to Cloverfield. And I felt, you know, besides that, just the movie in 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 and of itself. I didn't care too much about anybody. I did care about her at the end, kinda. But that was due in part, I think, due to the great soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is. I'm gonna watch it one more time, probably. If you know, if they ever release it, I'll buy it just so I can have all three of them. But uh, it's fine. You know, I thought it was kind of cheap as well i mean the 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 spoiler spoiler alert the monster at the end comes out of the clouds pops his head out and uh i don't know i felt like the cg was a little it was a little off yeah what does that mean what the fuck you start clicking i didn't that was from outside yeah sure it was now well here's the thing you mentioned that jj abrams what he does is he takes scripts are that are being made yeah and then he just adds on yeah 
Don't you think that's like a, a little risky considering that, I mean, do you feel like eventually there's going to be like a, th- a thread line throughout all the movies? Well, a lot like Marvel, where like a lot of these Marvel movies could be standalones, but at the same time they're connected to the bigger story that leads up to something else. Totally. And I think this this one was attempting to do that. And, you know, there are baby thread lines that are coming through here. You know, we got that slow show drink everywhere, you know, that was in Felicity, that was in Mission Impossible. That was in Super 8 and the Cloverfield movie. So we got that little guy connecting these movies. He's basically the Sam Jackson of this movie um, for people that have seen Shaft. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> what? You just let me get your own joke right now? Anyway. Um, so, you know, this one I understand we're trying to really connect everything. And, you know, I don't know, like... It, I just felt like this could have been a, a much better movie. I, it, it's fine that it's on Netflix. I just hope the fourth one, which is called right now Overlord, mm-hmm. is gonna be. Which better. takes place in World War Two, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, for as far as Cloverfield Paradox, what carried me through the movie, please, because there were so many, you know, of course, like weird things happening. Sometimes they make sense, but I really liked the protagonist. I think they did a great job in giving her a great character arc, and and her moral dilemma of like. You know, being in an alternative universe, yes, where she has the opportunity to once again see her children who passed away, exactly, in her original universe. It's like, it, it, like for like for she really carried the film for me. And that actress, yeah, I, I don't know her name. I'm looking is, her up right now, actually. But the actress did a great job, and I feel like that what that's what really carried me through the movie because I want to know what's going to happen to this character and how she, how the end she going to figure this stuff out. Gugu M- Mabathara is yeah. her name. All right, I hope that's the right it, the it right is. pronunciation. Well, I'm trying my uh, best. No, I'm honestly, Gugu uh, Mbathara. Okay. Like her name. But well, she did a great job. Yeah. I, I think that's what made the movie for me. Not so much, you know, the, the you know, because some deaths, I'm like, what the fuck? What just happened? You know? Yeah, you know, it took me a while to, to figure some things out, and like, um, the the girl who gets trapped in the um, in the, in a room, and she gets drowned, by with water, and then gets sucked out. She gets frozen, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, where does that water come from? But I figured it out listening to another podcast, and they said um, because the other ship that they were in landed underwater. So that's why the dimensions kind of, you know, that water didn't know where to go. Well, then there was the other guy who, you know, the, with the magnetism, it was, who was checking out. Yeah, and, then, and then there's, like, like, some kind of, of a thing pulling him back. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, like, a, a lot, there was a lot of questions where I'm like, okay, I don't know what's, what's happening, what, what what's <laughs> going on, but it's definitely interesting. Visually, yeah, it looked cool. Um, and it's like, I just, I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest movie yeah, I mean, I think the best Cloverfield is so far is the original one yeah, in my opinion. Totally, uh, because it's consistent. Yeah, uh, tone is consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm looking forward for the next one. Same. So I have a feeling I might get some death threats for saying this. Uh, by who? By by some listeners who by are, JJ. By no no by by people who hated the Cloverfield oh, pair. Okay. Dude, there was such a big backlash. People were just shitting on this movie left and right. I'm like, dude, it's on Netflix. You didn't have to go out to the movies and pay extra money. Like, calm the fuck down. And if you have a free trial, it's absolutely free. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, that's our Cloverfield talk, okay. it looks like. Well, thank you for having me, Mark. <laughs> well, a lot has happened since you were here, man. You made a couple movies. Uh, yes, I yes, I made uh, a lightsaber fight movie. What? A lightsaber fight movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I totally forgot. What was the name of it? Well, it was <laughs> it was originally called Neon, which I like. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars Neon. Star Wars Neon. Is okay. I might change it later, but I, you know. Wait, what's wrong with it? I don't, it seems. Uh, well, I'm not gonna put Star Wars in the title. I'm just. I don't know what to call it. I just. Well, there's so many fan-made films. Yeah. About Star Wars, like, yeah. what? Are, what is the legality of like? Because so, I, because I know for the most part, George Lucas himself, he's all for it of fans making their own films, short films. Yeah, totally. And you know, there is a the StarWars.com actually does put out a short film festival every year to make your best Star Wars fan film. But you have to follow their guidelines. Use this music that we provide. You use this. You know, so we makes it even easier. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, ours isn't gonna do that because we had a we had a great uh, uh, sound composer, music composer, uh, Sid La Cruz, make our music. Uh, you know, the movie should come out soon. I'm still working on the effects, believe it or not. Because you're going frame by frame, right? Yeah, but you know, it should be a, it should be a lot faster. I've just been uh, lagging a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, well, tell me about the story and uh, and how how you went about putting this thing together because yeah. it, it really felt like a big production. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, like I, everybody was involved in in the RTVF department except for me. So no, 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 that 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 was for video love. But you were you were in <laughs> that one. Video love. What are you talking? Don't don't. Star Wars. No, Star. Your Star okay, Wars. Yes, film. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But this was a very small one, and it really. Uh, that's funny because last time I was here, I was like, can't talk about it, but I was like, no one cares. That's so funny. Anyway, I'm here. So let me tell you. So, uh, that yeah, it started with me uh, wanting to make a joke of uh, like I wanted just my camcorder with me, um, and to film me and Aaron Anderson, if you know Aaron Anderson, just mm-hmm. fighting with lightsabers. And I was like, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna shoot it in a day. Submit it to FBS Fest as a joke. Boom. Because I collect lightsabers, so I don't want to put them to use. So, um, so then JD, my friend at the time, was like, let's just make this bigger. Let's just make this, you know, better. And then Spencer Green came along, and he was like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna fight. So. That's how it happened. Everything. Oh, he casted himself in it. Well, no, he was really a fan of, of lightsabers, and uh, as as I was, and he would always play with them whenever I brought them to school. <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, yeah, man, would you ever want to like fight in a movie? And he's like, yeah, dude, like please. So I got him, Aaron Anderson, and Adam Miranda, uh, and we would just meet every uh, every Friday to, you know, at school in a gym and just fight and choreograph the fight. Mm-hmm. I would record it, I would cut it, you know, put some cheesy sound effects, show it to them. We'd add on to it every week. And then we filmed the movie. But originally it was just one on one fight, but now you changed it with two against one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. It, yeah. And then so yeah, I wanted to have that three that threesome fight, you know, similar to uh Qui Gun Episode one, yeah. Phantom Menace. Obi Wayne. Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. Is that how you say it? I'm sorry. What the f- you're the biggest Star Wars fan that I am. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. You called him Obi Wayne. <laughs> I'm sorry, Obi Wan uh-huh. and Darth Maul. And Darth Maul. Yes. Um, in the movie, you know, the movie came out great. That it's so funny talking about that because we shot it two years ago. Uh, some we shot it the, the the I saw after I saw it. I saw Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, a week later. Um, and yeah, it was fun, you know. It was I, I we submitted to FPS Fest in 2016. Well, yeah. I was really impressed because it was it seemed like high production, and it seemed because it was a two day shoot, right? Uh, was it? No, it was three day shoot. It was three day shoot because yeah. there was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you get a, a great location. Yeah, you know that, that I have to give us big thanks to all of that to JD Meyer. You know that was his work location. Uh, that whole building, you know, it was just different floors that we went to, um, and. He, you know, he was really the mastermind behind a lot of the most beautiful shots in that movie, you know. 
Mm. Yeah. So how, how for you was that a new experience in collaborating with a DP? Yeah, that was the first time ever in my life actually. Um, yeah, when we did that, uh, I didn't know how it worked. Like, but basically, what we ended up doing was um, he and I collaborated, and he said, um, "I said, okay, these are the shots that we have to have." And then he was like, "For sure, like we can. Let me, let me, let me take some of those. Let me spit these back, back at you. Here's some that I like, and then here's some that I like as well. Jonathan likes, and we, you know, we made this movie, and it, you know, he was, it's really easy to work with JD all the time, and uh, you know, it was just, it was just super fun because at the, you know, I feel like a lot of the 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 crew at the time didn't, you know, they didn't see us practicing, you know, those weeks on. So when they saw us actually, when they saw them actually fight, you know, it was cool because they're like, whoa, how did they?" How do they memorize all of this? But they've been doing it for weeks. Yeah, I miss all of those people. I forgot. You, you, I, I thought you still hang out with them. I, I don't hang out with them, but I do see them very occasionally. I'm turning this off. Uh, mm-hmm. Very occasionally. Um, but you know that that that, that it's that JP Ricudo, Connor Dasha, Jasmine. I thought uh, you were all like. I thought you were still hanging out with them and everything. I don't. I I rarely see them actually. I see JD, Adam, uh, Aaron, uh, quite a bit, but those other people. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, but I, I love those people, and they're so talented. Um, but yeah, uh, that that was a fun movie to make um, at the time. Oh, you know, for the audience saying, okay, what is this movie though? What's it about? What's happening in it? All it is is just three of my friends fighting with lightsabers um, in a warehouse, and it looks cool. That's all. <laughs> to and, me, it looks and, cool. That was your first time also shooting action, wasn't it? First and only time. Yep. Oh, you haven't done it again yet? No, not yet. Not no, yet. No, no, no. no. Now talk to me about video love, which you were in. Yeah, for like what two seconds. Yes. God, I, I gotta apologize to you for what? I don't know. I, I don't think I did a good job. You always say that to me, and you've been saying that. To I, me. I went in there, and I was like, oh, and it's like I don't know, I don't know, and like and then you know you're putting me up against with other great actors who are in the department. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't, I don't know how to even be in what character, and it's like I don't know. I was very insecure. Don't be insecure, man. You were hilarious. You're in the movie. People, check out Jorge whenever you have a chance. By the way, feel free to, to just cut me out. I don't mind. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Anyway. Tr- trust me, it's a lot. I feel it's a lot easier being behind the camera and, and orchestrating as yeah. opposed to being in front of. You know, like a... What line did we keep of you? I remember you. So basically, video love, just just summarize it. It's, it's, like, uh, it's kind of like uh, Napoleon Dynamite meets, uh, I don't know, super bad, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Jorge's, at the beginning of the movie, we spoof an 80s dating video. Right. basically and Jorge was one of the gentlemen auditioning for the 80s dating video in the film and he uh, he played a character that was like <laughs> that was very cocky very confident and like oh yeah that's what we that's what we use. so when it's cutting between the guys um, kind of being strange we cut to Jorge saying what do I need in a woman? 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 What? <laughs> that's, 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 I don't remember what lines I put. Because it was, it was an improv, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was improv. It. And yeah. you, that, that's all you kept repeating. <laughs> and it was very funny. And it's in the, it's in the movie. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm happy you didn't keep the oh, I, fought, I fought goats line. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that, that was... That was uh, <laughs> I forgot. Why did... Okay, now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, for some reason, I have no idea how this happened, but we we, we tried to, as a group, tell you to say I fuck goats for some reason. Yeah, you, you fed that to me. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Um, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. 
I just want to make sure I, I did a good job for you. And for the, you did a great for the job. video. And it's okay. like, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I fit it in. That's all. It's hilarious. <laughs> Check it out at iFuckGoats.com. <laughs> You'll see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but tell me about that story. How did it come up? Uh, yeah, again, JD and, and me were just sitting down. And he's like, yeah, I want, he's like, I want to shoot something. And I was like, okay, I want to direct something. So I went home. Uh, and, and me and him, we, uh, we basically talked about like, you know, what kind of character do we want? What kind of movie do we want to make? And it just came out very naturally. And, um, towards the beginning, you know, that movie, that movie, I have to give, you know, big thanks to, uh, you know, JD, of course, uh, great JD, but also Vincent Nelson and Aaron Camarena, uh, mm. who, you know, they, they really, they really carry that movie and, um, Laura Long, who does a great job as the mom, and you know everyone, everyone does such a great job in that movie. But Vincent Nelson and Aaron Camarena, you know they they work together so well. I feel in that movie, they, that good chemistry. Yeah, and Aaron, you know, he uh, I don't believe he's acted in a lot of things, but he's he really killed it this movie. Like I have nothing but good things to say about him in that movie. Like it was just a pleasure working with him and Vincent. Vincent's always hilarious, so it's uh, great. Has working with actors changed for you so far? Um, believe it or not. Uh, it has and it hasn't. I haven't done too many movies since then. Uh, the last thing I've actually done uh, was uh, I did a thing about the disaster artist, and it was just me and JD in front of the camera. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing. I um, haven't interacted with actors too much since then in terms of directing them, but I feel like that, that whole process, because that, like, that was a six-day shoot, um, it boosted my confidence so high in terms of knowing what I want, knowing how to talk to actors, you know. So I'm looking forward to the next one. So you feel like the, the, the longer a shooting production, the, the more like time you spend with them and the more time you have a better way of explaining what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as... Which makes I, sense. Because when you're in a rush shoot, you're like trying to the best way uh, to, to tell them what you want in, in such a limited time. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, you know, with this one, we really did, at some sometimes we did have time to... To really, you know, explain how this line should be, how that line should be, who you are. But, you know, it, it wasn't so much of me because Vincent and Aaron are just great improvisers. I mean, there's something, there's some things that aren't in the movie that I wish were that are hilarious. Aaron has, uh, <laughs> has some great lines. I forgot what they were, but Vincent also has some great lines. Uh, well, oh, that, there's a whole scene where they're just talking, Vincent and Aaron, and they meet each other for the first time, kind of like Pedro and Napoleon. And uh, they just start saying, they just start singing, if you want to go and take a ride with me, that song by Nelly. And that was improvised by them. All I said was, can you sing that song? Because I heard them singing that during their lunch break. Mm. And it's one of the funniest things uh, that I've been a part of that scene. Like when they make the cut. It is in the movie. Oh. oh. <laughs> wait, 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 here's the thing. Yes. Uh, is that we should also know that Aaron, he's not usually an actor. Right. So he, he did. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't judge his performance. Uh, you haven't shown it to me. Don't it give me that was face. A FPS fest. I like graduated seven by then. Seven years ago. <laughs> Wait, I'm just kidding. I think I graduated by then, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So come on. I got you. Wow, you got to see it, dude. It's on YouTube right now. See, okay. You don't. You don't send me this stuff. We're gonna you forget about me. Everybody that's listening. Like, oh, fucking Jorge, the bad guy who who's always scowling. Mom, Dad, Amanda, Raquel, we're all gonna watch this right now with Jorge. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to see. I, I don't. I don't want to see myself. Oh, I don't know. Okay, we're gonna watch it later. But uh... 
<laughs> so the movie's not out though, right? It's not out uh, to watch anywhere. Uh, we did submit it to a couple festivals. Didn't get in. But, uh... Hmm? What's that? We did submit it to a couple festivals. Didn't get in. Oh, you didn't get to any festival? We did it. We did it. We did uh for, uh, what is it? Terminus, which is ca- the Campus Movie Fest bigger one um, last year. Okay. Um, And that was really fun. We took we took it there. Where was that at? In Georgia. Again, right? Atlanta, yeah. You've been there before? Yes. How was that trip? It's great. It's it's, it's a blast. I love I love it. Uh, Georgia. I've only been there twice for like now for a total of probably of like six days, but it's great. I love it. I think that's like the next next big place to go work. Uh, I mean to go uh, move if you're trying to get in the film industry, right? Yeah. Or if you want to be an extra in the there's so many dead. so many productions in that state. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bullshitting. Give no, me that look. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm for real. This is my it's face. True. Like half of the of the uh, American movies made are are in Georgia. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. In Atlanta. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a, it's a good show too. Atlanta, yeah, exactly. On FX. I've only seen a couple episodes, but oh yeah, yeah. The new season's out. But anyway, so so video love, uh, I, that was a big operation as well. That was the biggest thing I've ever done. You know, that movie came out to be twenty six minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's great. It's a, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say like it's great. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm so proud of it. You know, I'm proud of everyone that worked on it. You know, because everyone did it for essentially nothing. You know, of course we fed them, but everyone did it for free. You know, and and I I, I wish I could repay them somehow. And I I feel like I have a little bit some of them, but they're probably like yeah right. But I want I want to I want to repay them. Why are you giving me that look? No, I I don't know what you mean by like uh, repay. I want to repay them a favor. Yeah, but yeah. You, you said that there's some going like yeah right. Well, because I I don't I'm lazy and I don't help people. Has anybody asked you for help? Um, yes, but I couldn't get the day off work. Oh. You came through for me once. What are you talking about? Yeah, once. I only asked you once before, didn't oh, okay. I? Okay. Yeah. I like you, John. Jesus. Don't project on me. I like you. Dude. I don't care what they say about you. I like you, okay? Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But, but I mean, I'm not kidding well, about me liking you. Oh, okay. You're a good guy. I, I think you're one of the... Um, uh, some of the people that really got me through college it was really fun oh thanks man it was really fun it was really fun especially now since Santa Quest is happening do you, oh, no. do, you, do you go I I was the only time I went one I went to one event last year and that was for Fred Armisen and I went by myself uh-huh. and it no was, girlfriend at the time right and it was uh, it was it was fine I mean yeah I, you know I can't go I can't why go why can't so, you go I don't know I just feel weird why do you feel weird because we, we had good times, but we had some difficult time, challenging times as well. Yeah, but, you know, I don't... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I don't remember him. It uh, Yes. Okay, anyway. But, yeah, but yeah so, so Cinequest, I mean, uh, again, I learned a lot, though. I learned a lot, yeah. I mean, I, I learned how... I learned that I think um, that that's definitely a career choice to go into what was your job again i mean i, I well the, the, for me the most challenging part really was putting that commercial together yes and i think i think it might have costed me uh uh how can i say this a networking opportunity with a fellow colleague of ours um and i, I just putting that thing together for some reason was more difficult than it should have totally um and i remember like they, they, they were screening it Oh, God. And I brought... Wait, can we be talking about this? Like, huh? is this okay to be talking about? Like, yeah. is Cinequest going to listen to this and spank me or something? I mean, I, I said nothing but good things about Cinequest. I'm just I'm just saying, the commercial itself, for some reason, 
made it challenging my experience there. Totally. But I'm happy it got completed though. Um, you know, but it, it, it taught me the lesson of like, you know, your own creative vision. And then when you're working for a big identity, sometimes you got, you got to make compromises. Totally. And sorry to cut you off, but you're saying you remember they were screening it. Yeah, so they were screening it, and I was excited. It's in the big screen, right? Like, exactly. I, I don't have a movie in the film festival, but this thing's going to be on in every fucking screen. Exactly. Um, and I, at the time, I was I was, uh, I was dating... Uh, uh, you met her, right? Uh, at the time? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And I remember, you know, so like, first I can let her see her watch the commercial. Then afterwards, I was going to be like... Yeah, I did that. You know, kind of impress her. Oh, totally. So th- the first few seconds is you know how it's Ben and Jerry's, you yeah, know the, it, the dolly into the yeah, Ben and Jerry's, yeah. and she starts laughing like out loud. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, why yeah. is this funny for her? And then she's like, oh my god, that opening shot was so phallic with the whole ice cream thing, oh my god, <laughs> and it just no. killed my confidence. And then so she has no idea. She never knew that you made that. Um, no, she knows. Oh, okay, she knows. It just she realized. I don't know. She found it funny. <laughs> But then again, it's like what what it was I expecting, you know, like oh, so artistically made. It's like no, it's like what was I expecting? But, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so let's go back to your film though, uh, Video Love. So it's it's out there now available. What what have been your um, your responses so far? <laughs> so at that at that festival, I think uh, people liked it uh, quite a bit. You know, I mean, it was it was the longest movie. It, it played at Terminus. Um, and it played in the comedy section, basically, of uh, short films. And uh, it was the last one that played because it was, I think the runtime was the longest one there. And people enjoyed it, you know, for the most part. I feel, you know, it got it got laughs where, it, where I wanted it to. And um, at the end of it, Aaron Camarena was definitely the star of that building. You know, people wanted to talk to him and such. He had to leave early, but, you know... He, you know, it, that, that movie really relies on him and Vincent, I feel. And I keep emphasizing that because they really, I feel, carry that movie completely. You know, her and Ella. I forgot, Ella, Ella's so good in that movie. Uh, our friend Ella, who now lives in Chicago, I believe. That's right. Yeah, she she, she does such a good job in that movie. Dude, she does, she does a, she did a good job in the fucking one we did. Yeah, we made a, okay, summarize that. We made a hot dog movie about Jorge's penis falling off. And she played your girlfriend. She did right. a great job. She did. She did. I didn't mean to embarrass you if I did. No, no, no. That's fine. Okay. I liked it. Okay. When I watched it, it was really funny. Yes. You know, I, I think the worst part about it is, is me in it, but other than that, it's I think, like awesome. I think you do a great job, man. I think you put yourself <laughs> down a lot because you feel that you're not... Is that a, available right now? Can people go watch yeah, it? Of course. I'm, I, send me a link. I might, I might put it... I don't know. Yeah, put it on JMS. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if my listeners are ready for that shit. Play that at the festival. The festival. Which one? The JMS festival. The JMS festival. Actually, that's in the works. Maybe a decade from now, though. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait what's the, what's this new festival coming up? That's an art show. An art show. Put it there. Put it the art show. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on an iPad. And people can walk walk by. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun shoot. That was a fun shoot. We shot it. At your house, we shot it at school, and it was a funny, th- funny thing about that is that I was shooting that at the same time I was cutting neon, which is ugh. I uh, I had to sac I had to make sacrifices with that movie because I was so busy with the other one, but I was so happy the way that the hot dog man. No, what are you talking about? I I feel like quality wise that could have been better. Our our hot dog movie. Our hot dog one. Yeah, but uh. No, I liked it. You know what they say. It's about the it's about the story. About the story more than it is about whatever. That's what I always say. Is it? 
Are you working anything right now? Uh, kind of, yes. I am putting... I am outlining uh, another movie that's kind of a spiritual successor to uh, a Natalie Portman movie that I made a couple years ago. But it's it's it's. Oh, that's it's, right, searching for Portman. Yeah, and it, it's taking a lot. It takes it takes. I haven't started 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 started, but I have been talking to JD about it. And uh, if he's listening, or if anyone that knows me really close is listening, they're probably like, "Oh, he's." He's stretching the truth. He hasn't done a lot of it at all, and that's true. I haven't done a lot of it at all. I haven't really started it. It's all in my head. But mm. it's on pre-production. It's in, in your head. It's in pre-pre-production. Emails have gone out to people. Um, phone calls have been made, mm-hmm. but it, cameras have not been purchased. You know what's so funny? It's like when you're in school, like the things we took for granted, as far as our time. Yeah. And, and people available. Yeah. Now that he graduated, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I have actual... I don't have no time for anything. Yeah. All I do is I... As I... As I... Work. Yeah. That's it. I hear you. I'm the same <laughs> way. Dude, honestly, dude, when I graduated, I was so happy. But, like... I mean, I'm doing a lot better now. But that first year, year and a half, mm-hmm. I was in quite of a slump. I'm sorry. You tell me about it. Okay. Because I hope you can relate. Can you? Yes. Like, cause you're just readjusting to like a new lifestyle. Yeah. You're readjusting to a new routine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you're filled with so many hopes and dreams in college, and then you're like out, and then you're like, oh, I guess. Um, why was I, why was I rushing to get out? Exactly, my dude. <laughs> and you know, it's it's kind of like um, it's it's like when you're in college, I feel like you have all of these these ideas. Like I, I swear, what I was like, I was like, when I'm 25, I'm going to be um, an assistant uh, working on 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 episode ten. I'm gonna be working on episode Star Wars episode ten somehow. I don't think that's gonna happen. Don't say that. At least it's still a possibility. I'm, I'm twenty six. Oh, oh, well, I'm twenty eight, so I think I'm or or long maybe past. or maybe longer. I don't know, right. dude. I mean, what I'm saying is that like, I don't, I don't, you know, realistically, uh, things are slowing down, but things are gonna happen, you know. Well, I I guess you know. I should have been a nicer person in college, maybe. Why do you say that, my friend? I don't know. I I felt like I rubbed off a lot of people the wrong way. You know, a lot of it had to do with my, um, I believe, insecurities. You know, because I was going through a lot through college. You know, Tell me. especially towards the, the later half. You know, and then just being involved like with with comedy, being involved with so many other things. It's like I, I really couldn't really take the time to concentrate on one thing. Totally, and because of that, I think I really uh, distanced myself from a lot of people. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Inside and outside college. I see. I see. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always thought you were one of the nicest guys at college, though. Oh. Yeah. Well, and thank I, you. And I feel like a lot of people liked you, and especially um, because you 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 kind of you were the planner. I feel you you planned a lot of stuff. You know, the script writing classes that you used to teach. Remember? You used yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to redo it again. Yeah. Uh, just outside of... Because like, right now, every Sunday, I meet up with another screenwriter, and we're writing our, our scripts. Nice. And we're on a feature length right now. Ooh. And we're like, why don't, Why isn't there an or, like outside independent organization like where screenwriters can hang out and like write their shit? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I might try that again. You're a pioneer, dude. I don't know about that. You are. But this podcast really put me through. I think... 
But that's the thing, because like, creative people like us, if we're not doing anything creative, we feel like we're just wasting time. Yeah. And I, I guess the only blessing I had out of college was continuing to do this podcast. Yes, and I don't... Yes. Yes. I don't... Yes. I don't... Yes. Yes. I don't... Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm wasting time if I'm not being creative, but I definitely feel a little bit of a guilt, you know? Where does this guilt come from? Kind of like, oh, I have this movie that I should be doing, ah. but instead I'm working... Uh, I'm, sp- I'm working and I'm spending my time on something that I love but something that I don't love as much as filmmaking hmm. yeah I-, I hear you I have the same guilt right now Yeah. the script I'm writing writing is taking a lot longer than it should mm-hmm. because I'm not taking the time to, <laughs> to fucking keep writing uh, you know Yeah. just Sundays I-, I should be doing more often and there's a certain guilt of like, like oh you know like this should have been done like months ago exactly. or this should have been you know, already because I I have a I have a, a small time local producer interested in it. Nice. If anything, it was his story. I'm just elaborating it and and, and gotcha. write, writing the script for it. Um, and he and he really wants to you know put this thing together, and make an actual film. That's cool. Um, which I don't know. I think the way I'm writing it might need a bigger budget than than he he is imagining right now, but it's possible. Totally. But it's like when you, you're like, all right, like I have a way in, like I should just fucking sit down and do it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. But instead, we're just playing Resident Evil Four at home. You, you don't play the sixth one or the seventh one. I did play that, but I got scared. So, so wait, sixth one? I think it's Biohazard. Is the is the latest one that came out a yearish, yearish ago, year and a half ago. That one's spooky. I've been playing that as well, but uh, what I what I was what I, what I was going oh the latest one yeah that, that one's pretty scary yeah they totally changed the game yeah literally yeah it's first person mm-hmm. yeah, yeah horror survival yeah um okay you know what movie I did see last night hmm. that I I loved but I was also genuinely kind of freaked out by Annihilation I loved it oh I saw it. Can, do you want to do you want to explain it to me? Because I have so many questions. Uh, Spoiler alert. Well, for the, I, when I came out of that movie, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, it was good, but I don't know, it was great. But the more like the next day, I really was thinking about it and the different themes that, that were coming up in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, actually, that's a pretty great movie. Like it, it felt because you're right, the tone is eerie, mm-hmm. right? You, you're not exactly sure what's going on. Yeah. And especially towards the end, it's kind of open ended. Yeah. Um, but I think Natalie Portman did a great job in it, and and I think the filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, who made Ex Machina. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a lot of things to say in that movie about just the way we're at the mercy of our, or in some ways, to our genetic make uh, makeup. Hmm. Either physically, and also like like. Uh, spiritually as well interesting you know like uh, I think there's some great themes about self-destruction and about like mm, what's the word I'm looking for see it's one of those movies where it's like it's hard to really describe yeah you know what I'm saying and you you enjoyed it I enjoyed it uh, that, that, that ending if I can describe it a little bit with uh, the alien yeah it reminded me that alien reminded me of the one from Signs quite a bit, 
And I was just like, oh, uh, this is spooking me. Yeah. This, I got a little spooked. But it was very, like, visually, like, there's a, you know, there, it's a great movie to look at, I feel. That uh, fucking bear, though. That bear, yeah. When that it went, yeah. fucking bear. It's, yeah. I was like, that bear from The Revenant and got shit on this one. Yeah. I was comparing them in my mind, though, when I saw that. Because I, I was wondering what she, uh, CG-wise looked better. Uh-huh. They both look great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing with Annihilation, it's, it's a pretty small budget, and the effects are great. The designs are amazing. Yeah. Like, a, a, a lot of the, the stuff they show is very grotesque, mm-hmm. very beautiful at the same time. Yeah. You know? And I was like, wow, they really took the time to really um, flesh out a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that is that uh, this movie is going to be on Netflix in a couple weeks. So, if you haven't watched it yet... Well, but outside of, outside of the U.S. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like in England. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw my PS4. I think you can order it now on, like, the PlayStation Store or something. I don't know. Mm. Could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really liked it, you know, a, a lot. Um, Oscar Isaac, I think, does a great job. Natalie Portman does a great job. All three of the other actresses, uh, Gina Rodriguez, I think, is, is one of them. And the other two, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know their names, but they all did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when 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 they were tied up, when she ties them up on the chair and the bear comes in, kind of reminded me of the thing a little bit when they're testing the blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is based off a book, I think, too, right? That from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, which yeah. which is causing controversy in itself. Why? Because in the book, the lead two actors, which is Natalie Portman and the other the psychiatrist, they're both Asian characters. Interesting. <laughs> so they they fucking white white casted. Oh, <laughs> those gotcha. roles. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I see. And, and in, in the filmmaker's defense, he says that the uh, it was it's not to the second book until they like you know reveal their their you know ethnicity. Oh, so they're gonna be they could be make another one yeah. of these movies. I want to read these books now. I really do actually. Let's read them. Uh, I got no time for reading. Okay, I'm trying to finish this Fellini book. I'm, I got. What is that called? F- uh, you know Fellini, the like filmmaker. The waffle. Yes. <laughs> the waffle. No, come on, Fellini, Italian neorealism. Actually, that's that's one thing I I have been doing a lot since I graduated. I've, I've been going to a lot of the classics, foreign movies, and mm. just watching them and studying them. I see. Um, and 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 have you been doing that? Um, no, I <laughs> I wish I have though. Um, I've been studying uh, a gentleman named Matt Johnson who uh, uh, he does a, he does a, he has a show called Nirvana the Band the Show and it's like half interact it's like ha- it's, he has a script that he follows but it, he also interacts with the world. And he'll let that be a part of the show as well. You do a lot of comedy-related, you know, content. Do, do, do you ever consider doing like uh, some kind of like a comedy show of your own? Uh, like a like a web series? Or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do sometimes, and uh, I think the the movie that I'm trying to make now uh, very well could be a web series. We're trying to I'm trying to condense it into an hour and a half. Um, and I know that sounds daunting, but it's gonna be like on a shoestring budget, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fine. It, it, it could be done like that. Yeah, yeah that's one, one of my biggest guilt is trying to finish looking for St. Jorge. That, can we talk about that for a minute? That's sure. a great series, I think. And I've always wanted to... <laughs> it's only three episodes in. But I, I, I want you to direct an episode. I, I'm down whenever. You know, it's like... I just... I don't know. It's I feel so guilty. I should really be working on that. But like... It's such... Like the first three were such a big overhaul for me. Yeah. And now that I'm out of college, my time is even more limited. Totally. But actually, I, I, re, I rewritten 
the whole season because I, I, I read in the, the first season mm-hmm. which is like eight nine episodes yeah and I actually am changing it the trajectory so gotcha. uh, I could talk to you about it off air okay uh, I'd love to but I'm happy that you enjoyed it yeah man that, that's your baby and I love being a part of whenever we filmed one like it was fun dude and I feel like I don't know I feel like that those shows are very much like the epitome of who you are and it's like it's like if there's one thing like when you're gone from this earth when you're 100 years old and we play something I'm like yeah like we're gonna play this because like really looking for St. Jorge yeah because like this is who Jorge was this is the city he he loved this is everything man I don't think the city loves me that much though why do you say that I don't know dude I, I have issues you know I've insecurity issues. Do you get that? Is it just me? Insecurity? Well, I feel like you're, people who are listening to this podcast are like, man, this kid is more insecure than Jorge. Because you, you, I feel like you sound like a like a loud, powerful gentleman, and I sound like... Loud, powerful gentleman. Yeah, and I with sound kind of like a, oh, yeah, so I made this. Um. <laughs> like, for me, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, when, I, when I'm in a group of peers, mm-hmm. I feel like an outsider. Like, like whether I'm with a group of filmmakers, whether I'm a group of comedians, or whether I'm a group of, of anybody I hang out, really. Like, not just friends, like, like just in general. Like, let's say I'm an open mic, and I'm with other stand-up comedians with me. Yeah. I just feel like I don't fit in. Why? When I'm with a group of filmmakers, like, let's say Cinequest, I'm like, I don't fit in. I don't know all these people. Like, I don't know where it comes from. I, like, maybe we have some kind of a... Uh, not bipolar. What's the word I'm looking for? Some personality issue, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Do you ever think about that? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, good for you. But but I, I, I see where you see where you're coming from, man. Um, I oh, it's it's funny how when you say when you say like you feel like you've never fit in because I I think we talked about this in the last podcast and so we don't have to go over it again. But when I first met you, you were the president of FPS. Vice. Vice, Vice president. president. Yeah. And to an outsider like me who knows nobody in there at the time. I thought you were the chief. I thought you were like the, the the guy. Like, oh, like this is the guy who like, and just the way you dressed at the time, you wore a tie. Did I? Yeah. Oh, what a douchebag. No, no, Did no, I no, do no. that? Oh my but, god. But I, so I was like, I was like, this guy is like cool. Like this guy knows everybody. Like this is the guy to know. But for you to tell me like, oh, like you even then did you still fit in when you were vice president? No, it, well, yes and no. And it goes back to what I told you before, that I was involved in so many things. It was hard for me to really concentrate. Like, I, I should have been more um, involved with a lot more FPS activity. And, and I, 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 I want to apologize to... Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, the Butcher. You, you want him, He's not the Butcher, but you say you want him to be in the role. The Meat Man? The Meat Man, yeah. Butcher? Oh, oh okay. Jake. Jake Olhausen. Yeah, he's a yeah, great. Yeah, Jake, right? Yeah, I love Jake. So he's, he was president, but I should really apologize to him and the cabinet. Because um, I just, you know, I had no time to really concentrate fully on FPS activities. Shit, man. I wasn't even there on the first uh, film production uh, <laughs> film festival, you know, because I was working. There, that's and, a it, solid it, excuse, though. I feel you. Yeah. You can't get the day off work. You can't get the day off work. But, but I think, uh, we, we did some pretty good things. I think, I think um, some ambitious things. I think, especially when when Albert came on board. Yeah. The whole, the whole social website. Classic Albert, who now in Texas, love him, mm. miss him. And um, 
Yeah, so in some ways, because I have my one feet here and one feet there, like I, I did not feel like you know I was on the same page as everybody else gotcha. in FPS. Yeah, I remember Aaron one time described me as like Jorge, you're like you're like you look like the you're like the bad guy in a movie, where in the end you find out he's actually a good guy. Like, <laughs> like you told me that was that Aaron Anderson? No, that was Aaron yeah, oh, Cameron. Yeah. yeah, but I, I know he meant it as a compliment. I was like. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure I was stressed out, you know, trying to get shit together, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. I, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's an interesting thing you bring up where it's like, um, your, how you feel internally, but like the external presentation you give off of people. And I've always felt like you give off a very confident vibe of like, oh yeah, like Jorge knows what he's doing. Like, you know, like he's ready to go. He's prepared, like, especially on film sets, like. You know, you'd always be like, you'd always, you'd always, because you're acting in them, so you'd always have like someone with the camera, and then you'd sit down and you'd be like, all right, let's go, <laughs> and then you would start doing it. And I was like, this is cool, like you know. You well, know. you know what it is? It's like when you're in the trenches. Yeah. When you're doing something, I guess that's where I'm really comfortable in. Yeah. When I'm in the, you know, feeling productive and I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's when there's downtime. Gotcha. And where I'm relaxed. That's where like my security comes in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did I do this right? Did that happen? Oh shit! I think I think I gave that person a bad face. I don't think they like me very much. Oh, dude, that's me every single day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, I figure you could relate somehow. Yeah. But but when I'm in it, when I'm like in the middle of production or in the middle of like you know putting stuff together, like I'm like yeah. super happy. I'm like, yes, let's do that. Let's yeah. do this. Let's just perform right now. Yeah. It's downtime. And I'm not sure if that had to do with my previous work in, like, you know, law enforcement, which I didn't really talk about on this podcast. Oh, yeah. But the idea of, like, where it could go from 1 to 100 real fast. Gotcha. I don't know. There, there, there could be a connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Totally get what you mean when you say, like, uh, if a person gives you a, a weird look or if you give the person a weird look and you're like, oh, I don't know if they like me or if I gave them the wrong vibe. Mm-hmm. Do that every single day at every moment. Um, and I think that's just a, a, a thing that uh, us, we do sometimes. We overanalyze things, you know, and it just boils up in your mind. And then, because what happens at work is like sometimes, like I'll interact with a coworker, then I'll go behind, uh, I'll go backstage with them, and I'll be like, "Hey, man, like I'm sorry, like if I talked to you weird out there, like or if I did anything wrong." And they're like, "What are you talking about? You're fine." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, Have you always been this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and I think it's just because I'm a, I, I, I guess like I'm somewhat of a sensitive guy that picks up on things. So like I expect everyone to as well, you know. But mm-hmm. some people or interpret them the same way I do. But mm-hmm. some people, you know, most people are like, no, what are you doing? Like, relax, calm down, take a chill pill. All right, man. Looks like we reached the hour. Already? Yeah, we're we're, we're there. I feel like I've been here for like ten minutes. Well, you never know. Maybe it's the Cloverfield universe. Maybe it's or time the, and space. The you know, Annihilation the, universe. The, or the Annihilation universe. Or we've been here for... Maybe I've been here for like four weeks and it feels like I've been here for an hour. Man, but I was really... The, what scared me the most in Annihilation was this concept of like your genetic makeup could change spontaneously. Yeah. And you never know like what the fuck's going to happen to you. Yeah. Like I really feared for, for these characters. Yeah. What happened to the, the the boys' organs? Why were they moving? Why were they moving around? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> what, what is that? Like, what happened? Why did that girl turn into a flower? Yeah. Well, she, she had a good way out. That's a good way to go. Yeah. 
If you had to choose, right? Yeah. Best way to go? Yeah, you just turn me into a fucking tree. Why not? Yeah. What kind of tree do you think you would be? I would definitely be a uh, a Venus flytrap tree. Like mm. one of those ones from Mario. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you have aggressive tendencies? No, 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 no. no. I just want to. I just want to be a tree that's a or a plant that's as similar to a human as possible because I love being a human, and I want to. I want to experience life similar to that. But how how, how how would you know? You know, cats have it better than humans. Maybe. Um, I was talking to JD about this actually a couple days ago, and I was saying, "How do you feel like? How do you think your cat feels?" And he's like, "It's probably he's probably experiencing life very similar to how humans experience life." probably feels exactly the same no i disagree the fucking cat doesn't pay bills fucking cat doesn't doesn't go out but just the sensation of life of having a beating heart of walking around i'm pretty sure animals take him for granted as much as we do do you ever think about your heart do you ever think about like every day every day yeah are are you also a hypochondriac like me um i i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't put a label on it like that but i i would say that i definitely worry about the smallest things about my body that i shouldn't See, see, if if a cat was worried as much as us, don't you think more cats would be exercising? Yeah, cats probably don't even know they have a body. Right. They don't even know they're a cat. Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. They probably define themselves as, like, just a a being. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a thing going around. All I know is I have... Yeah, because they only see their body. If they ever see themselves in a mirror, they're probably like, oh, that's not me. Right. That's something. Exactly. Yeah, that's so. Interesting. Can you imagine the first fucking human beings that developed a mirror, the mirrors? Well, it would be the first how trippy it must have been, like for the first <laughs> human being. Well, then again, they would have seen the reflection of the water. water. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. But still, like the the idea of like now I can really see myself. Yeah. And like fuck, I, I need a haircut. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that they thought. Well. Well, maybe them developing that technology of, of a reflection, maybe that started the whole grooming, you know, side of, of human beings. When, hey, Siri. You turned it on. Hey, Siri. When was the first mirror invented? There we go. She knows everything. When was the first mirror invented? The first mirrors. Hold on. Am I going over That's my time? That's what Siri has to say. Uh, okay. The, 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 uh, um, uh, the first, a first surface mirror coated with aluminum and enhanced with dialectic coatings. They ain't, okay, forget that. Uh, Here we go. A mirror is an object that reflects, that's not what we need. Um. Come on, Siri, just give us one answer. Not the whole Wikipedia. Oh, here we go. So it looks like we're looking at 1540 to 1296 BC. And, 1540? And that's the first. Before one. Christ? Yes. Let me see. Show me the picture. I don't know. No. Oh, I see. So, like, when people were painting other people. Yes. But they could take. They could have taken creative license, you know? And like, oh, this person doesn't look that bad if I paint them better. The it's fir- like first time photoshopping. True. The, the first mirrors used by humans were most likely pools of dark, still water, or water collected in a primitive vessel of some sort. Bada bing, bada boom. But can you imagine how ugly people were before? 
before that era. They're probably going to say that about us in like 3,000 years. Or oh, like 3,000 3, years. I don't think we're even going to have bodies. We're gonna, they're going to upload our consciousness to some fucking machine of some kind. And we'll, we'll just be living without a body. Are you serious? No, I don't know. That's cool, though. Let's talk about that for 10 minutes. Wait, you, you're really for that? I'm not for it, but I'm You're for the, uh, the theory of singularity? Yeah, of, of like technology and humans coming together, becoming one. No, like you not having a body. Um, you'd be like a cat where you just exist well, digitally. H- how do we know that we're not experiencing that right now? I doubt it. The whole simulation thing. Yeah. No, that's that's. I don't think so. I used to hundred percent believe that in high school. Why? In college? I don't know why. I used to just. A, I, I was like, yeah. This a is lot of smart people do, but I'm like, come on, dude. Like, if, if this is a real simulation, like, come on, like. Have you ever had a dream? Why do you have a day job? Like, if if it's a simulation, what's the point of a day job? You know what I'm saying? Because probably, I'm probably strapped into something back home, and there's probably robots fighting each other. And I'm like, okay, I just need a break. I'm going to go enjoy driving around the Bay Area back in 2018. When in reality, I go outside, and there's, there's robots walking around with lasers killing my family or something. That's why I need a break. Take the Matrix? Yeah, it's like the, the, the you know what's that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's uh, he says hasta la vista. Terminator. Is that what it's called? Yeah, hasta la vista, baby. The one where he has the cool sunglasses and then when you when you chop him up, he comes metal. Uh, Terminator. Are you sure? What kind of nerd are you? I'm not a nerd. How dare you? Aren't you? No. Like I mean, I, I thought I thought you describe yourself as an empowering way. I don't mean it like nerd. I mean it like um you know these days culturally nerds have you know cultural power. So I'm probably strapped in. And yeah, I'm probably like, I'm probably coming home like all bloody and I'm like, hey, I need a break, guys. I'm going to go, I'm going to jack myself in. And w- when you sleep, you go back. Yeah. And then, and then your dreams are actually, you are, know. Yeah, I, I dreamed this. Right now, you, you're next to me and you don't have any arms. You have robot arms. Mm. because And right now, you know, this is your life. This is the life that you wanted. I'm just messing around, but still. Hmm. Anything's possible. I'm not buying it. I okay. am buying it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming, dude. Thank you for having me. What, what is it, an a- ASMR video now? Why do you say that? You know the the whole whispering. Yeah. <laughs> why did? Why is that? Why does your dog keep making that sound? Can you explain that to me? I don't have a dog. That's you. All right, John. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Jorge. Great, great catching up with you. It was a blast, and uh, I'll see you soon. See ya. That's it for this week. I am sorry once again for having this episode being released so late on a Tuesday. Um, I I apologize. But stay tuned. We've got another great episode coming up on time next Sunday. Until then, enjoy your week. Try to stay dry. It's been raining lately. And uh, until then, sayonara.